Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, this is going to be a very different, uh, I don't want to say special, but a very different episode of Bars, Rhythm, and Beats. Um, I'm still your humble host, uh, Dub C. I'm here with the one, the only, Rocky Shelby. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on in the world. Um, but this is still a music podcast, so we can get to the music too, but we're going to talk about some things going on in the world right now. I, and I know a lot of people got a lot of feelings, but... Um, as I told Rocky, I wanted to use our platform as a as a way to vocalize um, how we feel about what's going on. Um, and let me say this first and foremost: the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of Michael and Raquel. That's it, right? So don't try to hit anybody else on when they said this and that. Yeah, we did. We said it, and we're speaking for ourselves, and that's it. And I ain't taking um, it back. I ain't taking nothing back. <laughs> She's taking that back. Um, but I do want to start this up. Hey, how are you doing, Rocky? How are you feeling right now? How's your I mental mean, health? How's life going for you right now? Today, I'm feeling great mentally. The past few weeks, starting last weekend when everything took off, I was kind of like confused at first. Like, what are y'all doing now? Now? Oh, I understand. Um, basically I was kind of upset about people, right? Like starting riots and stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, how can I, how can I, um, be mad at how somebody is expressing their emotions? I'm not feeling what they're feeling. All of us take racism differently. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's BS completely, but we feel a different emotion. A lot of us have numb our emotions to it because we're so used to it fucking happening. A lot of us have not necessarily like I would say I would say that I turn the other cheek. It's just sometimes being a black person in this world, you have to definitely not sometimes most of the time being a black person as well. Let me correct that. You have to maneuver differently than your other counterparts. Oh, that, so, that is a- that is absolute. So absolute. having another part, having another race as your counterpart, and they having advantages that you don't have. You know what I'm saying? You have to carry yourself a certain way. I probably, while I was active duty, got the the uh, nickname of being a disgruntled, angry black woman. I know I used to call you a disgruntled, angry black man, but me and you can relate. We're both black. Um, <laughs> But that's not what it was. I think for me, it's like you're not gonna you're not gonna treat me any kind of way just because of the color of my skin when I actually outwork most of these people that's beside me any damn way. I would say like this, like I've been called the and I think a lot of the times it was like kind of joking that I was the angry black man in the in the office wherever I was at. But the thing here is is I wear that like a badge of honor. Um I've never been shy about sharing my feelings about things. I've never been scared to ask questions. And don't get me wrong. I, I you know, there's times I had to bite my tongue because I just knew better. I just, I just you know, you got to read the room. You got to know what's going on in the situation. And I just knew better. I just bit my tongue and shut the fuck up. Um, however, I'm not going to be that guy. Uh, I'm not going to sit there in silence. If I feel something's wrong, I'm going to say something. And I'm going to tell you about yourself because exactly. that's who I am. That has nothing to do with me being black. That's just who I am. I'm the same my, way. We always been vocal. Raised, yep. My parents were raising no suckers. You know what yeah, I mean? we always been vocal about how we feel. We'll tell people off and don't care. <laughs> exactly. And that's why we get along because we had the same 
and we met shit it's been what almost nine years now yeah <laughs> since yeah. we met and one of our first like real conversations was about how you were viewed not only as a as an airman but as a woman but as a black woman and the shit you went through and i was still new to the like to we're in to the squadron right and um you know, one of our first conversations was about how you were being treated, how you were viewed. And obviously, I came in with fresh eyes. I didn't know you. Mm-hmm. I I came to, I mean, I, we, I spoke to you because one, we worked together. Two, we identified with each other. We're both black. Yep. And that's not, understand, if you're listening to this, when two people identify because they're the same race, that's not racist. Humans, in general, are tribal people. We identify with something that we automatically know and we can identify with. If you have black skin, I have black skin. Well, not really black, but we have brown skin. You have brown skin. We identify with each other. If you tell me you're from Philadelphia, I'm automatically going to identify with you because you're from the same place I'm from. You know what I'm saying? So don't take this as a, as a racial thing or as, as a separatist thing. You identify with things that are a part of who you are. And um, but that, and that's how we kind of identify with each other. We figured out that we like the same type of music. We kind of have similar backgrounds, shit like that. But is I think it's difficult navigating not just our country, particularly the military, it's hard. And then as someone who's been around the world, it's still difficult to navigate the world being black, uh, specifically being a black American, because like I said, I've been to Africa. You know, it's they still treat us different because we are not African. We're still black Americans. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it, it's... And right now, uh, you know, a week ago, week and a half ago, I was I was exhausted. I was drained emotionally because it's just so much. I think it reached the peak, and I, even for me, it, it reached the point where I couldn't get angry. Yeah, I was sad. Yeah, and I think that's what the entire world was. It was like, why are we going through this? Why are we here again? And now that was a week and a half ago. Today, I'm a little more optimistic. I'm a little bit better mood. Um, it's been raining in Florida, at least where I'm at in Florida, for about a week now. So it's kind of annoying. But I'm in a better mood. Um, but no, I, 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 to get back to the point, no, I understand where you're coming from. And you having that label of being angry and black. You know what? Sometimes being angry and black is a good thing. It sure is because uh, I ain't up. angry black person. Look, <laughs> you know I, mean? I, I I refuse to let up on anything that I want to accomplish in my life because of my skin color. Because people got a problem with my skin color when it's the ignorant thing any fucking way. Because first and foremost, no one gets to pick what skin color they have when they brought into this damn world. People are feeling they really are full of shit. <laughs> like the ignorance. The ignorance and racism, I just I, I just cannot wrap my head around it. I will never be able to wrap my head around it. And it's crazy, too. I was raised by a black woman that I was black, you know? Yeah. But she ain't never taught me to be racist, period. She told me that people would do shit to me. And that's, that's on them. But she never taught me to do nothing back. You get where I'm coming from? I ain't uh, never been down with that. That's why it just it 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 boggles my mind the display of hatred towards us when I I really think as a people, black people have been very very 
very considerate, very patient, very respectful. We just want the same equality. That's it. Now, if we want a revenge, it would have been a different, it would have been a different thing. We just want the same thing. That's what's crazy to me. And we've been peaceful about it. We've been calm about it. We've been respectable about it. As y'all continue to treat us like we ain't shit. You get where I'm coming from? I listen, I totally agree. Um, one thing that uh, that my family, particularly my parents, have always taught me, and if I didn't tell, say this on the podcast, I know you know my dad's a pastor of the church. Yeah. So I grew up in a Christian household. I grew up in a church. I didn't always grow up in a church, but I grew up most of my life in the church. And one thing that my, my mother and my father always told me is that we don't hate. Exactly. Hate is a bad word. And my, and my mom used to tell me, hate is a bad word, Miles. You don't say hate in my house. And my dad would tell me, listen, you can, you can hate someone's actions. You can hate how it makes you feel. You can hate uh, how it makes someone else feel. You can hate the sin, but don't hate the person. And that I, I grew up with that. So I don't hate people. I can hate your actions. I can dislike that. I can really hate it. I can hate the fact that you're racist, but I'm not going to hate you. I'm not going to hate you for anything other than your actions and how your character is built. And that's how I took that growing up because as a young black male growing up in the hood, we didn't get treated like we were equals to other people. Exactly. When I, when I started in elementary school, I started in elementary school down the street from my house on 7th Susquehanna in North Philadelphia. I went to Ferguson Elementary School. That was the first elementary school I ever went to. It was predominantly blacks and Latinos in that school. When I hit the third grade, they shipped me off to Northeast Philly, where it's mostly white kids, well-to-do white kids. I might have been one of 10 black kids in this, this elementary school that had about you know, three to 400 students in the school, probably more than that. It was a big ass school. And this is what, 1990, 91, when this is going on. And I'm one of 10 black kids in the school. And they, they sent me up there because, you know, I, I was doing better than other kids in, in, the, in the, the school I was in, in my neighborhood. I got treated different, not special, different. You see, for a lot of people, in this country, they don't know what that's like. You don't know what it's like to have to go to a place where you are the minority. Where you're Preach. One of Preach. One of ten. <laughs> and I'm not saying these kids were racist towards me or anything like that. They were actually a lot of good kids. Actually, I'm still friends with people I went to elementary school from there. And this is, you know, gosh, over, 30, well, over 20 years from there. But I was treated different because I'm not like them. I didn't dress like them. I didn't talk like them. These kids listened to Guns N' Roses. I was listening to Run DMC. They were listening to Poison and White Snake. I was listening to Public Enemy and Rockham and Eric B. It was a different world. And you don't understand what that feels like until you're put in that position. And this is what we've been trying to tell this country for hundreds of years. And I'm I'm trying not to get in my soapbox because let me no, tell you something. So, no, 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 no. Let, let, let's let's go. Let's, 1860. Wait, 1865 to uh, 2020. Isn't that 401 years? If I if I'm correct, 401. Let's no let's, 1665. 1665. I'm talking about 1865 when they when we were able to 
fight in the in the war and stuff like that for America. No, no, no. Here's the thing. In 1800, 1865, was it 1869? Can't remember. 1860 something. I ain't gonna look it up right now. Go look at the damn self. Uh, Lincoln freed the slaves. That's what I'm talking about. We talking about from that point. So that's been 200 years. Not even 200 years yet. Right? Yep. So we about to go home. We're going to history class right now. So, yeah. <laughs> so Take Lincoln, home. Lincoln freed the slaves in 1860-something. Now, slaves are free. We have, we have no land. We have no education. We don't have any money. Minimal skills. Where, 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 where do we go from here? Right? Where do we go from here? Where do we go from, okay, you're free. Go and do you. Go and do you. Do me where? Do me how? How are you helping me? You're say, what do you need reparations for? We need reparations because you sent out people that you held in captivity for hundreds of years and said, yeah, uh, yeah, pull yourselves up from your bootstraps. And go be. Go be without resources, without, without anything. No resources, no money, no food, no land, no education, no. There was no programs to help us adjust to what this the world country was. owe us so fucking much. They owe us, like they they have no idea. And and like even I'm 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 get back to my point now. George Floyd was the straw that broke the camel's back, but not only the straw that broke the camel's back. It's been, it's been, it's been, it wasn't just, it's, it's not just uh, Trump's presidency that we had how many murders from police with, from, you know, murder, like our, our people being murdered. Even when Obama was in his presidency, we had how many murders? Trayvon. You know what I'm saying? Like, can we, can we, like, like, like Mike Brown, can we, can, can we, can we, this, this has been a buildup and we are fucking tired. So when I saw that they were rioting and, and looting and protesting in Minnesota, I was like, cool, it's contained. It's in that it's in that area. When it started to spread, I knew that we were tired. Listen, when you get all 50 states. All 50 states in 18 countries. 18, 18 other countries, countries. 18 countries outside the U.S. protesting. You need to wake the fuck up. Period in the story. It's not just us. It's not just the black people in America who are tired of seeing this shit happen. It's everybody that's with us. It's, it's, yeah, it's tired of things. Yeah. They're tired of seeing I saw this someplace. Someone said if if this was happening in another country, America would have went and liberated that country by now. True that. But they're not liberating their own people. Here's the thing. You know, I was just saying it was in 18... Hold on, I'm going I'm to give you the right dates. Let me see. I think it was 1865. Emancipation. I'm, I'm looking it up. It was January 1st, 1863. Okay. It was signed in 1862, September of 1862, that the Emancipation Proclamation freed the slaves. We're given shit. We're given nothing. Sent out into the world... Yeah, go ahead, black people. Go ahead, niggers. Sorta. 
Because a lot of people stayed in those plantations. Oh, yeah. They had no place else to go. They knew no other place else to go. So that's, that's, that's 1863. And then it what It wasn't they... until 1964 the Civil Rights Act was signed. A hundred years. 1964 was a hundred years later. Right now it is the year 2020. 1964, my dad is alive. 1964, my grandmothers are giving birth to kids. 1964, my great-grandmother has grown adult children living in America, dealing with the same bullshit that her great-grandmother was dealing with in Meridian, Mississippi, where she's from 40, 50 years ago. So you tell me, America, in 2020, how far have we actually come? Then it takes the entire world to start protesting for y'all to start fucking listening. Don't you hate it here? Here's the thing. <laughs> God, I, 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 I dislike. I don't hate. I, yeah, I dislike. I, I, I dislike. I dislike. I, listen, listen, I dislike listen, everything man. that's going on. I just. This There's cannot a lot of things, be life. There's a lot of things in this country that I do love, and I sincerely do love. True. There's a lot of my, a lot of me, a lot of my culture is was born in this country. I'm hip hop to the core. To the core that was born in this country. From blacks, Latinos, the poor, disenfranchised. So yeah, there's things I love about this country. The problem is that this country don't love me. The oh, problem no, is this no, country no, doesn't no, love no, my no. parents. Oh no! This no. problem is this country doesn't love my kids. Yes. No, 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 no. Let's let, let's rewind that. The country loves our culture. They love they love our talent. Let's be clear on that. <laughs> oh no, no, they love what we represent. Oh yeah, they love that shit. Everybody, everybody wants to be cool, and it's cool to be black until it's time to be black. They love the aesthetic of blackness. That's what they love. But they don't love the pain of blackness. Oh, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? They don't love the pain. They don't love the struggle. They don't love what we've been through. They don't love that. They don't appreciate that. They don't care about that. Let me explain something to y'all that's listening to this right now. And I promise you, I'm going to get to some music shit because... Good Lord, I want to be in a good mood, but I'm. Yeah, I'm, we're gonna have to lighten up shit. the load after. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I want my shit right now. Let me explain something to y'all. George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Trayvon Martin, Ahmaud Arbery, yes, Sandra Bland, Flando Castile, Eric Garner, Oscar Martin, and the list goes on and on and on and on. You can try as much as you want. You can get in your, what's, what's, what's short your name, Candace Owens? You can get your Candace Owens platform and say, these aren't martyrs. You're right, Candace. These aren't martyrs. These are our brothers and sisters. These are people from the same hoods. These are people from the same neighborhoods, people from the same backgrounds, people with the same color, people with the same ideals, people with the same culture that we lost to police brutality. 
because this is what at, at the core. This is what. Well, no, that's not even at the core. This at the surface level. Police brutality is the problem. At the core of it is racism, but at the surface level is police brutality. I can name off a whole bunch of other names of people who died in the hands of the police. Not just black, not just white, not just Latino, not Asian, not any other race, but police brutality to all humans. But it took black people to stand up and say, this shit ain't right. So when we say Black Lives Matter, it's not a hashtag. It's not a fucking anti-white movement. We're telling you that we're tired of being killed. We're tired of being disenfranchised. We're tired of being left to the wayside. We're tired of being stigmatized. We're tired of being stereotyped. Wait, can I interject? A uh, uh, animal, a uh, animal is more important than a black person. Continue. <laughs> well, I'm about to get this. I'm about to no, get that. Continue. Uh, a dog is more important than me than my fucking I'm life. I'm about to get this in a second. Woo, shit. Continue, though, please. I'm sorry. I, did, I just had to interject. <laughs> so when we say Black Lives Matter, we're not saying that all lives don't matter. But when you say all lives matter, you have to include black lives. We're saying that we're hurting, we're starving. We're disenfranchised. We want to feel the love. We want to feel equity. We want the same opportunities. We want to drive in our cars and see a police officer and wave and say hi because, you know, we're not afraid of the police or how they might view us or how they might treat us. This is the life that we go through. If let me tell you a quick story. Let me tell you a quick story. I was about 15 years old. I worked my ass off. I saved up money. I bought a brand new bike. It's a really nice bike. Um, you know, this is back, you know, when the X Games was a big thing. And I got this really nice bike. It was a racing. You could turn the front. Wheel all the way around. It had pegs on the front and back. It was chrome. It had red on it. It was shiny. It was brand new. I was stunting on these cats. I'm in my little township right outside of Philly in East Lansdowne. Now, if you know anything about East Lansdowne, it's probably about, about a seven or eight block radius of the entire borough. Not that many families, not that many kids. We all knew each other. So I got this brand new bike, brand new shiny bike. I'm super excited. I'm riding this around town, having a good time. You know? One night, I'm heading back home from hanging out with my friends. It's 9.50, 9.55. I'm heading home because curfew is 10 o'clock. Not just because Burroughs said the curfew is 10 o'clock. Dad said it was 10 o'clock. So I'm going home. Here is 9.55. I get stopped by the cops. Cop car pulls up. Whoop, whoop. Hey, what are you doing? Where are you going? Oh, officer, I'm going home. Where'd you get that bike? I bought this bike, officer. I, I just bought it last week. You sure you bought that bike? Yes, sir. I, I have the I have the receipt at home. Where do you live? I live around the corner, one six one Wildwood Avenue. Right around the corner. Well, there was a report that it was a bike like this stolen in the neighborhood. I just said this is a seven block radius, right? Mm-hmm. I knew all the kids in this neighborhood, right? I'm the only nigga with this bike. Only one with this bike. 
no, officer, I'm the only one in the neighborhood with this bike. Um, like I said, I live around the corner. We can go and talk to my parents, and they can tell you, like, this is my bike. We have a receipt. Another cop pulls up. Whoop, whoop. Hey, son, where'd you get that bike from? So I go through the same rigmarole. Tell them everything I just told the cop. I got two cop cars. A 15-year-old black kid on the bike by himself. Not even a two-minute walk from his house. And they're asking me where I, where I got the money to get this bike. Because this bike is way too nice for a young black kid. This is my reality. This is my life. That is my childhood. So don't sit here and tell me that there isn't racism, there isn't stereotyping. There aren't police out there who have who are out to get us. And let me make this very clear. I want to make this very, 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 very clear. I do not hate police. I do not think all police are bad people. I have friends who are police officers. I have friends who are cops. I love them to death. And I and for the ones who do their job properly, I love them for it. Because there were times I had to call the cops to help me out. But my problem is when you're not holding your boys accountable for the shit they're doing, there's a problem. And you just as bad as them by not holding them accountable. I'm sorry. Exactly. I have I have um, family members that are are in the police force, and I, I'm I'm proud of that because they want to change the narrative. It's some corrupted shit that go on, especially back home. I am from Augusta, Georgia, and when I tell you they full, they with the shits. They full of shit. They are with the shits. Um, I remember when I had first purchased my Mitsubishi Lancer, it was a 2008 Mitsubishi Lancer, white Mitsubishi Lancer. I got pulled over by a cop saying that someone reported a white Mitsubishi Gallant stolen. I said, sir, this is a white Mitsubishi Lancer. It's not a Gallant. Is this your car? Yes, sir. It's my car. I have my registration right here. This is mine. Get out of the car. I told him, no, sir. You just said a white Mitsubishi Gallant. This is a white Mitsubishi Lancer. Do you know that man reached for his gun? And if it wasn't for my father-in-law at the time who came out the door because we were in front of his house when the incident was occurring, he told that man that it was my vehicle. And he needed to go away. And if you you, you saying it's a gallant, this is a Lancer. He finally drove off. But that man was 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 ready to violate me that day. And he was dead wrong. Listen. I empathize with you. I understand. And this is what we are talking about in America. If you are not in fear when a cop car pulls up behind you, you don't understand my pain. If you are not in fear every day, just wearing this skin color, you don't know my fucking pain. I'm black 24 7, 365. How the fuck can you tell me how I'm supposed to act or react to racism? Please tell me when you don't even fucking face it. And there, and there lies another problem. How dare you? You. Not Rocky. You. How dare you tell me? How dare you tell her? I dare you. 
how dare you tell my parents? How dare you tell my grandparents? How dare you tell anybody with the same color skin as me how I react to being treated that way? Well, if you would just follow the orders of what the police officer was talking Because you could be fucking minding your goddamn business and you already a problem. That's my problem with America. You could be minding your own fucking business. To a police officer who is armed, who is trained to use his weapon. Don't tell me how to react to him. Tell that motherfucker how to react to me. Thank you. You are a trained person that's supposed to protect and serve and I'm supposed to follow your orders and react the way you want me to before you shoot me. And another thing, another thing, let me let me interject with that. You pick to be a police officer. None of us pick our skin color. So when you see a black person, you know, we don't choose to get racially profiled. We don't choose to be a target every fucking day of our lives. We don't choose this. But you know what? This is the life that chose me and I'm going to be forever pro-black until I fucking die and I'm okay with that but when you when you sign up to be a police officer you follow the you follow what you, the, the the rules and regulations and you took a fucking oath to protect and serve you're not protecting no black person no black person is really protecting not all the t- not no no in some occasions not all the time though you get what I'm saying sometimes like you said it, we got we got good cops but you're just as bad as those bad cops if you ain't holding that your counterpart, uh, you know, accountable, and you're not reporting incidents. Because if I was in the police force, I wouldn't give a damn what's happening to me if I see you do something foul to a, a a person that looks like me and it was unjust. Fuck that shit. But that's just me. I'm a radical. I ain't got it all. I'll go out with a bang. I don't give a fuck. But you get what I'm saying. Here, here's, here's, here's the thing, and this is what we're trying to convey here. You have to understand, like, if you choose a profession or your job, because it says on the side of your car is protect and serve, who are you protecting? If you kill the unarmed black man, unarmed white man, un- unarmed Asian man, unarmed whatever man, method man, red man, what are you doing? Are you doing your job? But it's no difference from a doctor if a doctor uh, was, you know, doing something, you know, it was malpractice and, and, and they have a lawsuit. They lose their license and everything. They face jail time. Not jail time, prison time. Do you get where I'm coming from? Why don't the same rules apply? Like, the same rules should fall. You need to lose your pension. Your ass need to be sued. You need to lose everything when you fucking violate the law like that. Period. But Rocky, but Rocky, here's the thing, though. They pretty much have immunity. They have carte blanche to do whatever the fuck they want. And that's the problem. And that's why people are outside marching. That's why people are outside protesting. That's why people are outside rioting. Now listen, I'm gonna tell you like this. I don't condone rioting and the and the looting and burning shit down. I don't condone it, but goddamn it, I understand. Exactly. See, I don't know if I don't know if anyone listening out there knows what it feels like to be so angry you want to punch a hole in a wall. What you actually do it. Because I've been there. Guess what? America wants to punch a hole in a wall. Because that's how angry they are. So don't give me your shit about 
burning down targets and all that stuff. I, I listen, I I don't condone it. Particularly, you know, I don't condone the rioting and looting in, in, in our black communities or the, the poor communities in general. Because we're only hurting ourselves. No, no, but honestly, like, are we really hurting ourselves when we really don't own anything? None of that shit is ours. Think about it. You're right. It's You're not right. ours. But we still have to we still have to utilize it to sustain life. And that's the problem. When you when you go and you loot a CVS, when you burn down a CVS, well, I understand guess what? that. I understand that. Like I said, I if, I, you, if you go burn down a shop right or a, or a Publix or whatever, like you are hurting your community. And listen, I'm not saying that I can I can don't it. I understand, but we need to continue this fight. We need to continue being loud. We need to continue forcing their hand. And honestly, the only way to force their hand right now is being loud. That's why this this is why 50 states have participated in the biggest civil rights movement. When I thought this shit should have been done a long time ago. We in 2020 and we still facing the same shit. And it's a lot of people that just stuck in their fucking hatred ways. Like they stuck in their that 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 way, they ways. Like it's just I saw a video of a, uh, a a white female, she was she, a teenager, explaining to her parents why this racism is wrong. It's a damn shame how that shit is taught. Like that's that's why it's just it's a damn shame. And then you have to wake up and change the own your own narrative for yourself because a lot of that shit is taught. Listen, there isn't a child on this planet that is born racist. Racist. Or hating anything, honestly. I have two kids that I can tell you, I can guarantee you, they don't hate nobody. They sure don't. <laughs> and, man, let me tell you, when I, when I got to one of my, it was a proud and low point during this this, this current time right now. Um, you know, my oldest daughter, she's she's my stepdaughter, but she went back to be with her dad for the summer. And um, she called her mom and she said, Mom, did you hear about George Floyd? You know, Carolyn was like, yeah, you know, I heard about it. Uh, well, you know, how does that make you feel? And she goes, what are those people called that go out and help people that end up in those situations? What are those people that go out and help black people who end up like that? Okay, so well, those are activists. Well, how do I get that job? 14-year-old. How do I get that job? How do I go out and help people? As a father, as a parent, I was proud because my baby wants to go out there and help her own people and help other people. But at the same time, I, my wife has to sit there and explain to her what happened to, well, I won't say anything, what happened to an unarmed man at the hands of the police that we tried to explain to them that they're here to protect and help them. There's a reason why I let her uh, read The Hate You Give. Because it's reality. So my 14-year-old has more compassion and more empathy than some of you in your 40s and 50s who've been watching this shit for decades. It's disheartening. It breaks my heart that my child wants to go out there and help save the world when you could have been saved the world years ago. Why are we having this conversation? 
Didn't I just tell you in 1964 my grandmother was grown? Why are we talking about this? Why are we still getting beat by police? Why are police still killing people on the streets? And there's footage of it happening and they're getting the fuck off. That is not... <laughs> this shit it was, was uh, it was, shit for the birds, um, I <laughs> It was the great poet Gil Scott Heron said the revolution will not be televised. And he was right. He said that decades ago. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will be shared via Instagram. The revolution will be shared via Facebook, via Twitter, via Reddit. Because guess what? The television, the media controls the narrative. And they're not telling the whole story. And then what happened to COVID-19? Oh, no, that's still happening. But guess what? <laughs> this is bigger than COVID-19. I don't even care about that right now. <laughs> I don't even care about that right now. People are literally putting their lives in danger on more on more than one platform. They are. Because we're tired. It's not just black people. 50 states. It was 60,000 strong in Minnesota that went out there to say, we're tired of this shit. 18 countries. And a lot of people like to say that it's our president in the representation. Let me tell you something. This shit has been going on for years. Even if he wasn't in office, it still will continue. It's not. It's people. It's people. It's people. (laughs) No, but it's people like him that's in. That that's 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 your 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 son's or daughter's teacher is people that's like him that you work side by side with you know undercover get where I'm coming from with this it's people that's like him that claim to be your friend but they ain't your friend you get where I'm coming from that's the fucking problem that's the problem right there this is not a one person problem it's not it's not that's all I'm saying it's not not just the president it's not just Minneapolis it's not just uh, it's not just Georgia it's not just Louisville, Kentucky it's not just Houston, Texas it's not just Philadelphia, Pennsylvania it's not just LA, California this is the entire country so when you when you get out there and you want to oppose Black Lives Matter, you want to oppose and say, well, well, what, well, what were they doing? Does it, does it matter? Does it matter they had a felony before, prior to that? Why are you killing people in handcuffs? Why are you killing unarmed people? Why are you, you see, pushing not, over not, a 70-year-old man, white man at that, who protested for our rights? Did you oh, see listen. that shit in New York? Oh, oh my God. Hold on, before I get to that, because I want to I finish this thought. Before I get to that, I don't give a fuck about what someone did in the past. I don't give a fuck if you caught them doing the crime. Protect and serve. People should not die in the custody of the police unless their lives are truly in danger. If you have them in handcuffs, your life ain't in danger. Not when you got three of the dudes with you. 
Why is Sandra? Why does Sandra Bland die in a, in, a, in a cell? Explain that one to me. You're in police custody in the cell, but she died under very weird circumstances. I think the sad part about all of this is it could have been you and it could have been me. And that's that it is and that and it could have been it could it could be it, it could be any black person we know and love. It could be any of us. That's the that's the whole problem. It wouldn't be no other race but us. That's the fucking problem. Oh Jesus Lord, Jesus, let me hear another thing. Brianna Taylor, whose birthday was yesterday. You go into this woman's house, you kill her, her boyfriend fires back who legally owns a gun because you entered their house. Where's the justice? Hmm? Because that's the problem with this. Here's the thing. We're all human. We all make mistakes. The problem is that the mistakes keep happening and then no one's being held accountable for it. And then we as a people rise up and say, you need to hold your motherfucking people accountable for the deaths and the rights of other people that you swore to protect and serve. But it's all good because no, no, no. It's, it's it, it, we we gonna hide behind our blue line. We got our immunity. But then, here's the thing. Like I said, the the, the revolution won't be televised. But guess what? We got camera phones. Mm-hmm. We got cameras. We have the internet. Why are you pushing over a 70, 70 something year old man, seventy five years old, handing you back your motherfucking helmet? He hits the ground. Blood pooling from his head. And you're going to stop your fellow officer from helping him up? You're, you're supposed to protect and serve. And you a whole no, bitch for that no. shit. You a whole oh, bitch way, for that shit. Again, there was a young lady being uh, escorted off the streets from a protest. I don't remember what city. The cop reached out and tricked her while she was in handcuffs and she hit the the concrete with her face purposely tripped her. Caught on video. And cop, you a whole bitch for that shit. All you this cops. This is not new. This is not new. <laughs> exactly, but all you done. cops that do this shit, straight bitches. Why you in a uniform? Why? In New York City. New York City implements a, a curfew. And now we're going to block the shoes off so you can't go home before curfew. We're going to arrest you in the 50 people. Oh, let's not forget in New York, stop and frisk. Continue on, though. <laughs> oh, we we can we can talk oh, about that. Oh, we can we go, but oh, continue on. Better, let's, let's continue on, brother Dubsy. Continue on. <laughs> let me let's, let's, go, let's go to my hometown of Pennsylvania. Oh shit! You, you, you people out here defending and keeping that fucking Frank Rizzo statue up, man. Fuck Frank Rizzo. Frank Rizzo was a racist piece of shit mayor. And you had the audacity to put a fucking statue up on the municipal building. That my grandmother walked past every day to go to work. Get the fuck out of here. This man was stripping, had the cops stripping black men naked in the streets. Under this man's direction, they bombed a fucking house. And we supposed to respect your statues? We supposed to respect your buildings? This is what we supposed to respect? When you kill black people in your city with a motherfucking bomb in the middle of a fucking city in the streets? This is how you treat us. This is where this is why we are here protesting. This is not new. This is being filmed. 
We're exposing y'all bitch asses. Every last one of y'all. And if you can't stand up and fight against what's going on, police officer, you're just as bad as those motherfuckers next to you. And speaking of the, the, the elderly man that was knocked over, hit his head, had a pool of blood, these my 57 other people on that task force had the audacity, the fucking gall to, oh, we're going to step down from this task force because you're going you're gonna to fire one of our officers. Bitch, you should have slapped the shit out of that officer when you pushed that old man down in the first place. Oh, my God. Man, I swear to God. Listen, fam, I'm. I need a drink. Before I got, before we started, before we were, we were talking before we started recording, and I told Rocky, I just wanted to use my platform responsibly to talk about what's going on. And listen, I didn't make the, I didn't think of this podcast to talk about this, but I'm here because y'all are making me. I didn't want to do this. You think people want to be outside protesting? You think uh, the, the little girl wants to bury her daddy, George Floyd? I don't give a shit what George Floyd did before then, but that man was in handcuffs. I watched that video. I am traumatized from that video, and I, I regret watching that video. I'm traumatized from every video that I see, and we fucking murdered. I'm traumatized completely. Like, PTSD. This, this, <sighs> this man called for his mom. He said, I can't breathe. There are people telling him, get off of him. Let this man go. He's not He's not a threat. Even when he was responsive, he kept his They killed him on neck. purpose. You had three people on him. He was already in handcuffs. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, oh my God. I think if I was there in that scene, in that moment, I can't say what I would have done or what I... What what I what I wouldn't do, what I should do, but it's it's I think I think I probably would have died in that moment too with him. You get where I'm coming from? Cause that's some shit right there. I'm I, happy I that I, I'm happy that they got it on footage, but my God, man. Here's the problem though. If think about the type of officers you're dealing with, they're gonna kneel on this man for eight minutes and forty six seconds until his death. What would they have done to people who tried to stop those cops from doing it? It might have been three three dead bodies opposing one. I understand that, but I just they was recording because they wanted to see they they was trying to force. But them to I stop see. I, okay, okay, okay. But get get where I'm coming from. I see. Say it was you, Michael. You my brother. Say it was you when I was there. You think I'm gonna let three cops lay on you? I'm about to go out like a man. I'm going to go out. You get where I'm coming. Get where I'm coming from. I understand where you're coming from, but I'm gonna tell you like this, and I'm not sure that you know George Floyd would have said the same thing. But do not risk your life for me. This is some bullshit. In that situation, do not risk your life for me. But that being said, that is why this country is so upset. Because guess what? You know, you could try to spin it all you want in all these different ways, but at the end of the day. They're wrong, and the police are not holding their own people accountable. Derek Chauvin, or whatever the, however you pronounce his last name, I don't give a fuck. He had 17, 17 different reports of police brutality. Why is he still in the force? And then if I, now, had, yeah, if yeah. I had two complaints in the military, my ass would be been out. fucking gone. But 17? You telling me the system's not fucked and we don't need reform? 
Come on, man. I'm so tired. It's mentally exhausting. When I said I was tired, there's a reason why I was tired. But you know what, though? I, I said I feel better. I feel better. And I really do. And, you know, I want to say rest in peace to Ahmaud Arbery, who was killed by... Um, he was killed months ago, and they just apprehended these motherfuckers. Yeah, by two racist pieces of shit, and then they go to court, and the guy who recorded the killing said that he, that the guy stood over him and said, fucking nigger, after he shot him. This is the America we live in. I just want to put that out there. I want you to understand that this is the America that we live in. When you die because of your skin color. And this has been going on for hundreds of years. 1863, they freed the slaves. But you know what? Honestly, the, like I said, you like you. They, they finally gave us some fucking rights and they still won't let us use them. But like it's like you said, um, the the system wasn't wasn't built for us. It was built to, you know, keep us down, to contain us. Police the police uh force was also created to contain us because after they freed us, they thought that we was gonna revolt. You know what I'm saying? Um I'm just, should have. I, I'm saying we should have, honestly. Uh, but um, here we are, most of us, mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, you know what I'm saying? Friends, we sit here and mind our business, and we, we, we are still a target. Every day of our lives, we will always be a target because we're black. And that's the problem here in America. So you can't tell us how to feel, how we should react to stuff. If something is funny to me and it's fucking funny to me, because you you won't understand my sense of humor, because I got a dark sense of humor, because some some terrible shit have happened, some terrible shit have happened to me. I have to laugh at it just so I can be sane, just so I don't fucking fuck shit up. Trust that. You don't come and tell me or try to police me on how I fucking feel. And oh my God, my social media page. It's a lot of people that I see that I do I will not and don't fuck with. I'm just letting them show their true colors right now. Hey, 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 listen. I, actually, I want to touch on this before we get off this subject because I do want to get to music. <laughs> I really do want to get to music. But um, hey, I want to shout out to all the people out there protesting, man. I want to shout out to um, everyone out there trying to affect the change. And I want to say this, and I'm probably going to get flamed for it from some people. Listen, all y'all that's criticizing people of how they are protesting, please shut the fuck up and let them protest. Shut up. Shut up. If they want to get on Twitter and use Twitter as their platform to protest, let them do it. If they want to get on Instagram as their platform to protest, let them do it. If they want to, you know, write a poem and, and, and put that out there, let them do it, man. Like, stop criticizing people who are trying to help you. Please shut the fuck up. Thank you. That, that being said, some of y'all do need to shut the fuck up, though. Like, all right, I get it. You want to help and you want to protest. Listen, if if words aren't your thing, don't do that. <laughs> just, 
there's a reason why I'm not outside at protests in marches because I don't do crowds. And I, I, this is not my thing. This is the why reason I'm, I'm not out there marching <laughs> is because I'll probably be locked up right now. That's why I'm not doing it. <laughs> so, that being said, some of y'all, I, I see y'all, I see y'all on social media, man. Y'all, t- y'all trying to, I, man, I, I love you. Be out there trying to do your thing. Stop. <laughs> so just find your right way of doing it. If it's just uh, signing protests or resharing or retweeting or liking and loving and whatever it is that you do or or, or sponsoring, uh, giving out money, do so. But some of y'all just y'all need to fall back a little bit. I'm just saying because I man, I seen some people out there put some videos and they're trying to be all creative, and I need y'all to sit down and shut the fuck up. And like uh, the the people who who I know are my allies, I see some people are trying. Some people don't know what to do. It's okay if you don't say nothing. It's a confusing. Nothing. It's a confusing listen, time for everybody. It's listen, okay you if you don't say nothing. You I know, get, yo. Listen, you can't get mad at your non-black friends because they they are silent. If you really want to know what they feel like, talk to them. Because they don't understand. They 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 are uncomfortable too. Trust that. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. Yeah, they're uncomfortable gotta, too. Listen, you can't get mad at them because they they falling back because they don't want to. They don't want to hurt. They don't want to ruffle no feathers. They don't know what to say. They don't want to say the wrong thing. Trust that. <laughs> listen, I can't. I, I'm not going to name no names, but I can tell you, I had about more than a handful of people hit up, hit up my DMs, hit up my phone, call me, text me, and hey, man, look, what can I do to help? How are you feeling? Yeah, I was asked how I was feeling by one of my uh my uh, uh you know non black friends, and he he texted me the whole week like you good, you know. I appreciate that, you know. He don't know, he he know he knows, but he he don't know what I'm feeling right now. And a lot of your black friends are definitely mentally exhausted. We're tired. This been like this our whole fucking lives, though. This is just not. It's nothing new to us. It's nothing new to us. It's just that. Some of some of our other counterparts are finally seeing like shit. This is what they really facing, not understanding, not understanding clearly until now. You know what I'm saying? Then it's some black folks that ain't woke either, and they just don't woke up. Trust the trust and believe that shit. Here's the thing: (laughs) the wool the wool is getting pulled back right now, fam. Oh yeah, oh everybody. Let me tell you what I've been. No, but let me tell you what I've been doing. (laughs) On my social media page, I will I will screenshot why the fuck I delete you. Take a screenshot, delete your ass. You got the ghost. I'm not dealing with nobody. They ain't for me. You can get the fuck off my shit. But listen, it's a, it's a it's a twofold thing, man. Because you got people exposing themselves as being closet racist. Oh hell yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the same, but on the other side of that, there's a lot of people who they knew racism was out there, but they didn't know it was that bad. Mm-hmm. I had someone call me to call me this week, and this is someone who is not an emotional person. And he sounded so upset when he called me. And he was like, bro, I didn't I didn't know. I didn't know it was this bad. He's like, I seen racism, and like I, you know, I, you know, he's not a bad person. He's not a racist person. He's like, you know, I, you know, you try to sit, you try to be the good person, you tell, you know, tell people you don't do that. So like that. He's like, I didn't realize it wasn't just this small community I live in. It's the entire country. He said, I didn't know you were going through that. And he went to apologize. I said, bro, you don't need to apologize. And some other people might be upset with that, but I don't need your apology. I need you to be better than 
Be than them. Just be better than them. That's the it. That, the fact that you're calling me and you're telling me that you like, yo, how, how can I help? Why, why is this happening? Like, what the fuck? That shows me that you're a better person than these motherfuckers out here who aren't doing the same thing. Exactly. So shout out to people like that. And you can't, like I said, man, you can't stop beating people over the head, man. Like, they just don't know how yeah, to. Yeah, they don't there's understand. Even, there's even black people out here who want to help and want to do things. They just don't know how to. Listen, like I said, I'm not going to a protest in a large crowd because I don't do large crowds. My anxiety just can't take that. I'll punch you in the face and you're my ally because I'm you. Why are you so close to me? So you have to say, find their ways to help and either you can help them find their ways or shut the fuck up. You were hear this a lot out of me today to so shut the fuck up. You can, you can definitely, <laughs> you can protest on your social media platforms. You can donate to these organizations that's helping our people. It's, it's so many different ways to, you know, participate in all of this. And you also become the change that you want to fucking see. I think I work really hard at that. I don't hate no, you know what I'm saying? I, like I said, I wasn't raised to be racist. My mom, I wasn't raised like that. I, we love everybody who fucking love us. That's just how I was raised. But understand, understand, just, it's not that, you know, it's not, understand just like how we are there for you, how your black friends have always been there for you. Just be here for us. That's all that, that's all that, that that's all that, that is. Be the change. For us, you know what I'm saying? Cause we we have a melting pot of friends. We have a sorted flavor of friends. We just don't deal with just us. You know what I'm saying? So um and we have some dope friends. We wouldn't be friends with them if they didn't love us like that. So please just understand it ain't everybody. But it is some people that you thought was your friend that's 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 ooh, pulling that wool from over your eyes and trying to tell you. I done seen shit this week, boy. Unbelievable. Speaking of speaking of pulling pulling the wool back, um, man, the military, particularly the Air Force, had had some revelations over the last two weeks. So there was a um, this is in the same vein. There was an article that came out a few uh, about two three weeks ago. No, two weeks ago. Yeah, about two weeks ago. ago. I know the article you're talking about. Yeah, and it was. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find it real quick. But it was talking about the disparity in how blacks are treated and how they're disciplined in the Air Force. Now, this this came out this year, this article. And holy shit, why is it so far down my damn time? You know what's anyway, when I think about but here's, it. But here's the thing. I want to I I get to this real quick before I forget. So this report that they're reporting on, I heard about this report back in 2017. I read it in 2017. And I remember arguing with fellow members that, fam, this is true. Like, I'm telling you this is true. Here's the data saying this is true. Here we are three years later, and that was out there to the entire world. And this is how you know God has a plan. Because here we are, now we have a black chief master sergeant in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. And man, the words that he said when he responded to this, it, it, it touched me. Because the first thing he said was, I'm a black man. 
he didn't just touch on the fact that this is going on the Air Force. He's talking about what's going on in the country. And this is our our top enlisted leader in the Air Force. Here it is. It says, Air Force admits persistent and consistent racial bias against black airmen. Records show. And this has been going on for years. And what the beauty of this is, is that right now we have a black chief master sergeant. And he's, he's almost done. He's on his way out the door. And, I man, I'm going to miss him because he's been a great leader, period. Regardless and I didn't even, yeah, even, even get to serve underneath him, but I'm happy to be a veteran of the Air Force to see his display now. You know what I'm saying? I'm just proud. I'm proud of that. With that being said, the the uh, chief of staff was being replaced by a black man, a black general. And I'm pretty sure it's about to be the first one that we've had a black chief, uh, chief of staff of the Air Force. Um, it's a beautiful thing. And the thing is, what makes it even more beautiful is that they have put out on their platforms, the social media, to email, to not only just their people, but to the world in general, they tell you the story of how they have, what they've gone through and how they've made it to where they are. It is not easy being a black man in, the, in America or a black woman in America. It is not, <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you something, boy. It is not easy being a black man in the military. Yes. Or a black woman in the military. Yes. I think it's harder to be a black woman in the military than it is to be a black man in the military. But what's crazy too, when I think about my career, I've also had I've had you know black men that were over me look out for the white women more than they look out for me. And that's what kind of crazy when I think about it. It be all people sometimes. They play the fucking game, and it shouldn't be a game that you have to fucking play. It should just be equal all the way around. But yeah, I mean, but it, we we know that the military <laughs> just it's just. A slice of what the American, what 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 America is. Mm-hmm. We know that blacks are what twelve and a half, thirteen percent of what, uh, the population of the country. You know, and um, the the country and even the military is about sixty four percent white. And I have nothing against white people. I don't like as a general rule. I do not have anything against white people. I don't. I don't ever. But I am just so excited to see. Just the 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 covers being pulled back. Yep. I mean, to for lack of a better term, the skirts being lifted up. You can see what's going on. It's just and what's and what's great about it is at least in the Air Force is there. There's black men in charge, and they can speak on it. They can tell you what they've been through because they got twenty eight to thirty years doing this shit. And I'm gonna tell you the story. <clears throat> I'm not an emotional person. I don't get I don't get I don't get tears and stuff. I'm not even sure where tears come from. Tears are a foreign concept to me. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sat in I sat in a, a a call this week and I listened to the commander talk about he said, "Hey, I, this report came out. Everything's going on in the world." He was like, "Listen. I I can't tell you how to feel. I can't tell you what it feels like. I don't know. I'm a white man. But I can sit here and I can be empathetic and I can listen to you and I can try to understand where you're coming from and I can try to help you get to where you need to go. That's the right way to lead. Then the chief that sat right next to him said the same exact thing. He said, I sat down with other chiefs, people that I've known for years, people who've been this just as long as I have, and they they tell me that, no, this is this is 
Black Chiefs, this is what I went through. To have that kind of empathy, kind of that compassion to sit down and not just say that one-on-one, but to say it to the entire, like, this was the wing. This is thousands of people they're talking to. Yep. Saying, look, I can't tell you what it feels like. I don't know what it feels like, but I can I can tell you just from seeing it, it sucks. And I, I empathize with you. Tell me, tell me what, how can we help? And then I, I heard a, I heard a young man, he got on and he got very emotional. He was a military kid. He, he, you know, his mom was in the military. His dad was in the military. His uncle was in the military. So he's, he grew up and then joined the military. And he did. And uh, he wears his uniform proudly. But then his black friend says, why are you wearing that uniform? Why are you going to serve a country that doesn't love you? And I believe, I'm pretty sure it was you, Rocky, to share the, the video that uh, that sergeant in the army getting yelled at by some black dudes um, in the street. Mm-hmm. About why are you calling them Uncle Toms and you, you obey massa? Listen, I'm going to tell you in the professional nice side. Listen, man, like this is still our home. We still love it and we still protect it because we love y'all. My family is here. So if someone tries to attack us, guess what? I'm going to fight and, and protect y'all. But why are you mad that's at the, somebody? Yeah, but why? Wait, that's, that's the professional nice side. Oh yeah, yeah. Can I? Can I? Can I take over now? Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I got the hood side coming in a second, but go ahead. Uh, first and foremost, those of your 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 brothers and sisters that are in that uniform are trying to curate change. Trust and believe that shit. Those of us that are in that uniform, we have come from from some some uh some terrible conditions. That's why we went in the military to have something first and foremost and to find a better way to construct our lives and stuff like that. While you're outside riding and all that other stuff, I understand. I bet maybe, maybe, maybe not that brother who was in that man's face probably have a record, probably don't have a record. But don't be coming. How you gonna? How you gonna come against your own brother? Cause y'all doing two different things. Just because we two doing doing two different things don't mean we ain't for the same fucking cause, motherfucker. That's the whole fucking problem right there. But continue on. I- I'll be quiet. That <laughs> means, let, me, let me let me let y'all a little bit of secret. Right <laughs> um, y'all keep getting in them black folks' face to that uniform if you want to. I'm telling you, it's still in us now. Don't let that bear and fool you. Don't don't let that uniform and that and that that straight face fool you. Listen, I am probably one of the nicest guys you ever meet from North Philly ever in your life. I'm a very but happy person too, but I'll fuck I shit can, up. Listen, but I can tell you something. I work with some straight thugs, straight killers from the streets that joined because they, they had to get the hell up out of something. Yep. They had to get up out of there. You try that if you want, you're going to run into the wrong black dude. And trust me, um, we trained. Oh, yeah, we trained to shoot. This ain't no, nah, this ain't no. No hood stuff. You gonna run up on the wrong one. Don't do it. We here for y'all. We love y'all. But don't be that one because a lot of these kids ain't they don't have the maturity. They fresh off the streets and they learn how to shoot and they're not gonna take that shit much longer. I'm just being honest with you. They like that shit crazy. They got the young ones standing. You're here to protect y'all, but these young boys, man, they fresh <laughs> off the streets. Fresh off the block. <laughs> don't do it. 
Don't do it. Don't try to play the Uncle Tom card with them because you're going to run into the wrong one. Because I can tell you right now, I done served with some blood, some crips, some vice lords. Listen, <laughs> you're going to mess with the wrong one. That's all I got on that one. We suppress it. Trust and believe that shit. Yeah. Let me, let me, I want to get off the military stuff and get off this race stuff. But I want to, uh, one more thing. Uh, uh, article came out last night. Um, and I want to give a shout out to the Marines, United States Marine Corps. Um, they said removal of public displays of the Confederate battle flag. Depictions of the Confederate battle flag are unauthorized in public and workspaces aboard an installation. Depictions of the Confederate battle flag via bumper sticker, clothing, mug, flag, poster, etc. are banned from public and workspaces aboard any installation. Bow damn time. Get that shit the fuck out of here. It's big time. <laughs> Thank you, Marine Corps. I need everybody else to follow suit. Get that shit the fuck out of here. Now, that being said, I'm off my angry black man shit. Let's get to some goddamn music. <laughs> Please, we got to lighten up the low, Lord. We light this shit up. Let's get to some goddamn music. Hey, um, so what are we talking about? We're going to talk about these IG battles first. We're going to talk about some albums first. Woo, I, what have I been listening to? Okay, okay, okay. I'll I'll tell you what I recently listened to and I didn't know it was that bomb. Uh K Camp. Kids Five, I think that's what it's called. Oh, I forgot he dropped the EP. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. You might want to really? uh, get up on that that album ride. It's good. Okay. Yes. Uh let me see who else I've been bumping. Cause I got a new boo and he be putting me on a new shit. Hold up, let me see. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Like that. <laughs> I got a new boo. A anyway, yeah. Has he been better? I, I, I'm, I'm sure you like him. He's in the military. <laughs> you sure I like him, or sure I would like him? I said you would like him. Okay, I'm just, I'm just double checking. I know you got to vet him. It's okay. Uh, wait, 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 hold up, before I cut you, I don't want to cut you. I want to cut you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I want to get this out there real quick. Hey, it is June. It is LGBTQTWXYZ Elemental P Month. A hey, shout out to all my, uh, all our uh, uh, gay, lesbian, trans, queer people. Pan, we love you. Queer. We love y'all. Um, I know, I know, it's a lot of going on with uh, in the world, and I see a lot of y'all out there supporting black people, man. Because I, pre- I'm, I'm talking about the ones that, because there's definitely black LGBTQ people out there too. Um, but yo, shout out to y'all, man. It's y'all month, man. Have your pride. Put your your big rainbow stuff up. I don't know all this stuff, but I don't have any beef with y'all. I love y'all. Love um, y'all. We have no issues with you guys. None, none. I just want to give y'all a shout out real quick because we we need to do that because. Just like uh, the rest of us disenfranchised folks out there, you're part of the you're part of the team, and man, man, we're here for y'all too, man. So let's just get that shout out real quick. Um, I'm I'm gonna try to ignore the fact that Rocket has a new boo, and I'm just finding out on on air right now. <laughs> I'm that shit later. Shout out to, to to my Rainbow fam out there, man. But go ahead, Rocket. Okay. Um. Also, Saint John. I've been listening to him. Um. And Rod Wave. I'm finally on Rod Wave. Uh, right, so, so yeah, I know who St. John is. Yep. So I fucks with St. John. I fucks with K Camp. Who is Rod Wave? Rod Wave is like a trap singer. So he like 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 St. John kind of. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, when when did he drop? Rod Wave been out for a minute. 
Really? Yeah, he's been out. I just never, I just, when people shout Rod Wave, I'm Roddy Rich. You know, that's what I've been listening to. So. <laughs> I'm just now getting on, but I've been listening to a few tracks by him. I haven't listened to a whole collective thing. I've been listening to the tracks that he's been sending me to listen to. Um, and who else? Um, Cassius Clay. I don't know if you heard of him. He's an R and B. He's R and B singer. His R and B. can't fight. I'm talking about Muhammad Ali. Uh His name is Cassius Clay, and he his his music is dope. Um, let me see who else. I know you told me about the Dream Project. Mm-hmm. What is this shit called? Uh, Sex Tape Four. Yeah. Amazing. I was late. I was late <laughs> to the party. Um, and Tory Lanez, the new Toronto. Bang. I haven't got that yet. Yeah, bang. That so that's what I've been um listening to. But Kids Five, you can play that shit all the way through. You hear me? You're gonna be happy about that one. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. So right, wait, I'm gonna put that in the list. Oh, fam, this is what I've been meaning to, the person bringing meaning to bring up for a hot minute. Have you listened to Pink Sweats? I have. I fucks with Pink Sweats. I have. I saw, okay, what, what got me on to him, I saw a video of him. I'm like, who, who it kind of remind you of CeeLo, how eccentric he is. I'm, yes. like, what, yeah. I'm like, what's going on with this? Then I listen to the song. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I heard so a I few had, tracks. I heard a few tracks by him, but I need. I, I'm glad you said that. I need to go back to that. So I had heard of Pink Sweats, um, just through the grapevine, and I heard him on Wale's album. He was on a fifty in the uh, fifty in the safe song, and I was like, "All right, okay, I'm, I, I, I like that song." So I was like, "All right, let me check him out." So I, I played him uh, on the DSPs, and I was like, "Yo, this kid is nice. Like, I, I fucks with him." But that was somebody I was thinking about that I wanted to tell you about. But I, and then there was another album I wanted to bring up. But go ahead and finish what you were talking about. Before I that's a, uh, that's about it. Uh, the Dream says take five. Oof, that that ride the whole all the way. I mean, says take four. That shit ride all the way through. Um, Man, I need and, to. I need to. And kids five. And kids five. Because yeah, they yeah. That's it right there. Truck to ride around listening to music. I can't listen to it in the house. It's killing me. Yeah. Oh, this was one of the albums I meant to tell you to listen to. Did you hear uh, Jim Jones' album from last year? No, I didn't. Listen, that El Capo album from last year, fam, that shit goes hard. That's all. But that, that Cam was on there. Um, rest in peace for uh, Fred the Godson was on there. Uh, Mano, it's just a dope album. And I'm not a huge uh, Jim Jones fan, but that was a, a really good. That might be top two or three Jim Jones albums. It was a really good album. Just a really good. It, it had that that that. It felt like the early 2000s, but not like in a bad way kind of. Okay, album. I'll go back to it, dude. I'll yeah, listen it to that, it. You had the heat makers on there. It had that feel, like that 2003 summer feel. You know what I mean? Um, that's definitely kind of my my era. I'm I'm getting up there in age, so you you know when you start getting older, you get stuck in one little era. <laughs> I'm kind of stuck in the early 2000s era, and that album it was definitely um, was really good. Um, now, as far as new shit, my man Styles P, the Ghost, dropped the album. Really good album. 
Uh, I love Styles P. I, I love the fact that we've been listening to The Lock since, what, 95, 96? Mm-hmm. He, he made that kind of like, you can hear the growth in his, in his music, where he's still kind of that, 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 that rapper, that thug rapper you're scared of, but he's talking about health and where we come from as black people and like stuff like that. And it's, it's just a great mixture of maturity, that thug shit and um, just like growth and intelligence. And I really enjoyed the album. It probably had one of the funniest damn skits I've heard in a while in the album, the intro. You know who, what is the real.com is? It's the real.com. Yeah. Uh-uh. So it's the real.com is these two brothers, white dudes. <laughs> they're they're hip hop fans, but they're comedians and they're funny as shit. Instagram.com has been around for it's like 2007, 2008 time frame, and they're just funny as hell. They used to be on Charles Hamilton's uh, mixtapes doing skits, and they did a skit at the beginning of the uh, Styles P album. Uh, let me look up the name of the album real quick because I hate to talk about albums and shit. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's called Garfield. And they start talking about this chick they found on Instagram. It's some of the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. I can't even begin to like talk about the damn skit because it's that funny. You gotta listen to it. But the album's great. But that skit just caught me completely off guard. It was freaking hilarious. Uh, what was the name of this dang? What the hell was the name of the album? Styles P. I'm bring it up my damn phone real quick. But anyway, I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get y'all name that of that real quick. But uh, Freddie Gibbs dropped an album with Alchemist called Alfredo. Really good. Oh, really, 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 really good album. Um, I love anything Freddie Gibbs does. So forgive me for that one. But Freddie Gibbs had a really good album with uh, Alchemist, and uh, he had. Griselda on there, and he had Benny the Butcher, who's probably like one of my favorite rappers out right now, and Conway the Machine. Those are uh, dope. Oh, here it's, it's called Styles. Styles David goes your enthusiasm. That's probably why they had the the jokes and funny stuff on there. Curb your enthusiasm, goes your enthusiasm. Um, yeah, man, good album from Styles P. Good album from uh, Freddie Gibbs, and one half of Slaughterhouse. Uh, Joel Ortiz, Yawa, and um. Ken Crooked dropped an uh, EP called Hard, H-A-R-D, uh, Housing Authority something district. I can't remember what the R was for. Really, really good EP. I mean, these dudes are spitting. If, if you're a fan of, uh, of of Joel or Crooked and a fan of Slaughterhouse, this is definitely for you. I think it was like eight tracks. Um, really, 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 really good EP. Um that's what I've been on for the last two weeks. Like I went back to Alfredo and that uh, hard EP about three times so far, and they get better and better. I uh, I think Alfredo might be up there, probably top five albums so far this this year. I'm trying uh, to think of what I've been listening to the past few weeks. And God, I did not finish your album thing. You challenged me. I got the album six, and I forgot about the rest of the days. <laughs> <laughs> I think I stopped with Nas. Uh, it was uh, what uh, it was written. I think that's why I stopped it. Let me see. Well, I stopped it. Oh, 
Hold up, because I'm mad. I'm mad right now. Why didn't you tell me about this, uh, that Wu-Tang TV show? Oh, well, Hulu? Yeah. With Dave East? Oh, Dave, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dave East. I'm sorry. Oof, Dave East, good God. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> we're just going to talk about Dave East. We're going to talk about everybody else in the show. Dave East, huh? Just Dave East, that's all. That's all. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Uh, Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> hey, you know, I actually, I've had I've had it in my queue or, uh, or Hulu for probably about, since it came out probably a year ago. Um, when it came out, I didn't want to watch it yet because I was I was overseas. I was waiting to come home so I can watch Ricardo. We just started it uh, last week or so. And I think my episode, we're episode five now. It's a really good show. You know, let me tell you what. Okay, away from music, I have been watching The Last Dance on ESPN, and I have been rolling. What episode I'm on now? Nine. <laughs> there was that. Yeah, Michael Jordan is something else. But he's so. Oh, The Last Dance. Oh yeah. man. That- documentary was great yeah but he he is so motivational like it, i'm i'm just inspired by by everybody on that team pippen and dennis robin they they were something else man like that's what i that's what i've been watching lately i haven't um i'm trying to think of what else wait for some stuff to come back i'm ready for atlanta to come back don't know when that's coming back oh yeah i'm definitely on that but hold up can we talk about the damn the casting for uh Wu-Tang? Yes. The casting for that show has been phenomenal. Like Because I, I think what, yeah, Dave is playing um Method Man, right? Who's uh and don't they got ODB's actual son playing him? No, they have um the you kid sure? TJ Adams. Hey, I mean he acts just like TJ Adams. Um okay. I, looked up, I thought it was I thought it was ODB son, but yeah, TJ Adams is actually uh, from Philly. No. Yeah. He's a kid from Philly. He's playing him, and it's... I mean, it's it's scary. Oh, shoot. Okay, I'm looking. Bobby yeah, it's scary. Yeah, It's scary looking at him, watch him play. They got Joey um, Badass up in his mother... I didn't... <laughs> Then yeah, got, yeah, very badass. Oh my god! Uh, my man, uh, Shamik Moore, who's yeah, been, I like Shamik. He was in um, uh, the Get Down. He played man. As soon as you saw him, you're like, oh, that's Raekwon. <laughs> like, as soon as you saw him, you're like, that's Raekwon. You knew it was Raekwon. Now the casting was really great. They had a dude on there. Joey Badass plays that expected deck, which makes perfect sense. Um. Davies plays uh, Method Man, which is, at first I was like, I don't know about this, but he has the Method Man mannerisms. He just still sounds like Davies to me. Like, I mean, it's kind of hard yeah, to get that. Yeah. Davies has a very distinctive voice. He does. And he got that hard, like, Queen's accent. But no, he, he does a good job on the show, too, man. It's it's really good. Um, TJ Adams, who plays uh, ODB. Does a great job. The, the guy that plays a uh, I mean, looks sounds like him. Um, no, it's a it's a great show. The guy that plays uh freaking Ghostface, like man, it. it no, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. Which is crazy because, excuse me. Last year I watched the uh, 
the documentary they did with Wu- on Wu Tang on uh, Showtime. Did you watch that? Um, I didn't. It's called "Of Mikes and Men," and it's like they actually have Wu Tang like telling the story of Wu Tang, and they, like they go like back to the projects, they go back to where they were from. I mean, it's a great documentary. You can find that, watch that. It's really good. It blew my mind. Like hearing Method Man and you guys talk about working at the the Statue of Liberty, like they worked there in, in, the, in the gift shop, you know what I mean? Like to earn money. Uh, and then they went back to the Statue of Liberty and the manager was still there and they hear them talking to him and they sound like just two kids talking to like, you know, a father figure. It was crazy to me to hear that. Um, now it's a great story, great documentary. So of Mike's and Men uh, from Showtime, it's about uh, Wu-Tang Clan, check it out. If you have Hulu, check out Wu-Tang and American... Uh, American Saga, really good so far. Um, what else have I been watching? I watched Space Force on um, Netflix. Pretty good show. Pretty good yeah. show. I, I just watched uh, the first episode. I know it's going to take a build-up for me to get into it. Well, like most things military-related, I had to like remind myself that this is not going to be military-accurate. So yeah. <laughs> once I put that to the side, it was funny. It was funny to me. Um, but I mean, you can't really go wrong with the. Uh... Damn, why well, I just I just had a brain fart. What's my man's name? What's the main character's name? Uh, Steve Carell. Office. No. Yeah, Steve Carell. I'm sorry. See, yeah, Steve Carell's on there. Uh, he's always funny, so you can't really go wrong with Steve Carell. Pretty good show. Pretty good show. I'm trying to think of something else I've been watching because I know everybody's kind of been stuck in the house. Other than the Marvel shit I've been watching, I guess that's pretty much it. That is about it. You want to get into these IG battles? Oh, let's do it. So I missed... All right, so we're going to start off with uh, Beanie Man and Bounty Killer. I missed it because I was visiting my in-laws. Because um, you know he do those types of things, uh, but I did see some clips and it looked like it was it was crazy. I, I know you saw some of it. How, how 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 was it? So, I mean, to me, beat I'm a I'm biased. I'm a beady man uh, fan, so I just was there for him. Honestly, I didn't know who the other person was. My mom, Bounty Killer was. I did not know who Bounty Killer was until. That that battle, I didn't know him. No, but you know, Beanie Man. Beanie, I grew up on Beanie Man, though. Beanie Man, uh, like Beanie Man and Maya. Beanie Man on I'm Serious on Ti freaking off song. Like Beanie Man on everything. Beanie Man was always on something that I liked. So I'm I'm a Beanie Man fan. Um, it was very unified. I like how they did it together instead of at separate places. Yep. Yep. I really love that. Um, it kind of changed. It kind of changed uh, the view. It was it was powerful too, and it was fun. It was all in fun. It was very very nice. I really enjoyed this. Um, and I'm biased, so Beanie Man won. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, so that's about it. I didn't get to watch it, but the clips I did see of it, man, it looked like a blast. Like, it was a blast. It was. If, if you don't know anything about dance hall or you've never been to, like, seen one of the clashes in dance hall, like, that's pretty much what it is. That's how they get down. Um, that's, I mean, I've never been to Jamaica, but I've been to a couple dance hall clubs and, 
that was a dancehall party from what I saw. And I'm glad that, because they had beef before uh, Bonnie Kelly and Beanie Man. I'm glad they squashed that and they got to do that. And it was great. I hadn't heard nothing but great reviews about it. Now, shout out to them. Uh, so that was, what, two, two, three weeks ago? Two, three Saturdays ago? And then Memorial Day was a Battle of Atlanta, which, by the way, I'm out getting real sick of just about every damn battle. Got somebody from Georgia. Don't be hating. You'll be all right. <laughs> no. When, when, when am I going to get like a, a Philly battle? When, when do we get the Roots versus, I don't know. The, the, we need uh, to suggest. We need to, yeah, we, need to, we need to suggest. <laughs> we need to make some suggestions. <laughs> I, need, I need some Philly people. Because I still, and it's still going to be Georgia. I want Diddy versus Jermaine Dupree. The remixes. That's what I want. They need to do remixes. That's all. I, that would be the best battle. I would watch that. That would be would. the best battle. They need to get on that. Jermaine Dupree versus Diddy, the remixes. That's all it need to be. Um, with that being said, there was a battle of Atlanta. 112 versus Jagged Edge. I did watch this one. Um, man. Okay, who did you have winning that? Because before that battle happened, oh. I did listen to a whole bunch of 112. I listen to Jagged Edge, but not like I listen to 112. I mean, I had 112 winning it going into it, and I had 112 winning it coming out of it. I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I, I like Jagged Edge. I, I like a lot of their music. I actually think they're better singers. That might be a bold statement. I think they're better singers, but 112 is better music. Yeah. And it didn't help that the sound quality was absolutely trash the entire battle. But I got the list up. We can go. We can go through this real quick. Okay. You know, I, I wouldn't have picked all of the songs that they picked. So Jagged Edge started off with "He Can't Love You," and One Twelve um, followed up with "It's Over Now." He can't love you. B, B is over now. Yeah, I love "It's Over Now," but I got to get that one, Jagged Edge. Yeah. Um, then Jagged Edge went, "Girl, it's over." So One Twelve, come see me. I got Jagged Edge. Who you got? What was the song? Jagged Edge? Girl, over from Jagged Edge. Okay, yeah, yeah. I like, yeah, 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 yeah. It'll go to Jagged Edge. And then uh, Jagged Edge went with Wednesday Lover, 112. Now that we're done, I got to go 112. Yeah, I like Yeah, I like that song. Yeah, 112 got that one. Um, This one might be a hard one for some people, but for me and my... In my mind, <laughs> uh, Jagged Edge put out Promise, and then once 12 had, you already know. Oh, my you already know when that one. I'm sorry. I already know. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Papa coming home about to give you something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. We, not even, we ain't going down that road. <laughs> <laughs> Jagged Edge, I got to be to one twelve anywhere. Once again, oh. you know what Anywhere wins <laughs> Why would you put I got to be? With that, that's the wrong song you put up to that. Well, they, well, one twelve followed up with anywhere, anywhere, be that any day, Lord Jesus Christ. And then, uh, so one twelve, no one twelve. I'm sorry, uh, Jagged Ass dropped one of my favorite Jagged Ass tracks, "Walked Out of Heaven." And I was like, "All right, they got this one." And then one twelve dropped Cupid, and I was like, mm. "Yeah, game over." Cupid won that one. <laughs> Damn. Um, Jagged Ass went goodbye. 112 put out player. I went with Jagged Edge in that one. Uh, 
damn it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then they had Jack and his put out Remedy, and then 112. I honestly didn't think 112 was going to put this track out there. They put Hey Love with, with um, Mob Deep. Mob Deep. I love that song. I, I, I like the song, but I'm going to be honest. When it first came out, I was like, what the fuck is Mob Deep doing? I did not want to hear Mob Deep. On a love song. I know. No, I did not know. No. Back then, no. Now I'm like, all right, I appreciate it much better now. But back then, was it 2001, 2002? I was not feeling that. But I get I went to... Uh, 112. Then they had uh, Jagged Edge, the remix to Nasty Girl by B.I.G. And then, so, of course, 112 got some mad tracks B.I.G. They put out Sky's the Limit. Sky's the Limit, and you know that you... They won that one. Just yeah, keep on pressing. Oh. Uh, then they put out Promise. Jagged Edge did Promise. So they dropped uh, Slim's So Fly. That's Jagged Edge. I, I mean, Slim yeah, had why was Slim, Slim, come on. That ain't even the whole group. Go on now. Yeah, then they, they they switched it up. So now we got 112 starting. They did the intro from, or interlude from uh, part three. And then Jagged Edge played Traded All part two, which Traded All part two wins that one for me. I'm sorry. Girl, I traded all money. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, 112 dropped Love Me. To Jacket is a good luck charm. It's kind of a wash for me. Yeah, that's a wash on that one. Hell no. Okay. Uh, 112 dropped Dance With Me. And then Jacket Edge put Don't Mess With My Man with Nivea. Oh, that's my song. They win that one. I, <laughs> I rock my shit. And if you put the, the Beating Secret version on there, I'm definitely winning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this one, this one, I don't know what the hell Jacket Edge is thinking. So once I'll put only you on. How you gonna be only you? How can you be only you? They ain't gonna be only you. Here's my problem with this. Only you for me is a top five R and B song, period. Yeah. They put Let's Get Married. And I was like, No, uh, is it the remix? Is it the remix? I think it was the original. No. It was the remix with uh, Yeah, it was the no, even the remix wasn't beating only you. No, it wasn't. But it, it, it had a chance if they put the remix with Red Run on the. That, that. Hey, listen, unless you're playing Drew Hill's Beauty or uh, some fucking, you got to go like deep, deep, deep in the R&B history to beat. Why did they do but, but, but I mean, they could have challenged it with where the party at. Well, that didn't come to like. That makes no sense. Man, like, later. <laughs> That makes no sense. You need to make sure if they drop this, this come on. That, that's what I'm saying. They ain't, they ain't got nobody behind them telling them what to do. When they ch- it's like a challenge. It's a battle. No, drop that shit. You know what I'm saying? What is yeah. that's what I hate yeah, about. Well, 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 here, here's the funny thing about this. I'm just gonna run through the songs in a second, and we're not gonna like judge each one. But man, like, first of all, Jagged Edge is all there in the studio for the battle. Number one. Uh, number two. One twelve, I say one twelve. It was Slim and Mike. I don't even know what other. Oh, one twelve. Then what was Q? What was Q and um, uh, what Donnell, Donnell or Darrell, whichever. I don't. Yeah, they they went there. They beefing. So one twelve beefing. They won this battle with Jagged Edge, who they've been on tour with, which makes no sense to me. But um, 
yeah, it it, it could have been better. It was mad static. Uh, I mean, this was it was about as bad as the Ludacris and Nelly battle, as far as like sound quality goes. And then of of all people showed up at the battle, why was Keith Sweat and one and whoever's house they was in for one twelve just showed up and was talking in the middle of the battle? <laughs> what the hell was Keith Sweat? Yo, speaking of that, we need a Keith Sweat battle in somebody battle. Who else be begging? We need that shit. Well. <laughs> Who else be begging? That's, yeah, we need that battle. But. Begging, begging, begging. <laughs> Oh shit! Sorry. Right, anyway, where did I stop at? Oh, we said that. Let's get married. So they did a uh, month of this missing you uh, with Big and uh, One Twelve. Oh man! Went through it from Jagged Edge and Ashanti. No. One Twelve. What it's like, Jagged Edge. Can I touch you, One Twelve? Healing Jagged Edge. All cried out, Alone One Twelve. Which, by the way, <clears throat> I do like that version of All Cried Out, but. Yeah. Lisa Lisa Cole Jam got the better version. Yeah, the original. Um, what you trying to do with some jagged edge to up against oh shit up against uh all crowd out peaches and cream against jagged edge hard peaches and cream on that one. What in the hell? This was a tough one. This was a tough one. I'll be missing you up against where the party at. I'll be missing you. That's a classic. Man, listen. They play I'll Be Missing You every day at least once on every radio station. I don't care what nobody say. Get that sad shit someplace else. Put the party at home. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Listen, I am not even put a party at home. You love what a party at I hate that song. I'm a party I think I hate it because it was not normal Jagged Edge. Jagged Edge be singing love songs. What in the fuck? What a party at? Go sit y'all, go sit all four of y'all asses down somewhere. I don't want to hear it. You didn't like that song because you wasn't outside. You were still in high school somewhere. I was at somebody's party twerking for my sister, getting her some money. Trust and believe that. I know some Uncle Luke now. Don't play now. <laughs> you get out somewhere. I was outside. I ain't no. <laughs> And all the dances. <laughs> and, then, and then lastly, they played a, a song with both of them on there with Jagged Edge and 112, which I did not care for. But anyway, I don't know. I, I mean, I get it. They wanted to do a, a battle, and it was Jagged Edge and 112. It makes sense, but, I mean, anyone who listens to R&B, you knew 112 was winning that battle. You knew it. You knew 112 was going to win that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. How they they didn't they didn't they didn't come in. Didn't play all their jams though either. What peaches and cream anywhere freaking um dance uh, with me dang on only you uh cupid uh your letter they got some bangers smile it's a lot of stuff on, yeah it's a lot of stuff on their albums that just wasn't put out as singles that bang a lot harder than some of the singles that they put out that's just my opinion but yeah no definitely and then on top of that they didn't put out all the 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 collaborations they did all the hooks yeah. they did so i like i said i didn't think i get it it's an atlanta thing but i didn't think jagged actually went up against uh 112 112 is probably one of the best uh R&B groups ever. But you know, it could have been 112 against ba- uh, Black Street. That I see that. That would have been, been a good one. That would have definitely been, been it right there. 
Because only you and no diggity could go head to head, but no diggity going to win. <laughs> that's just what. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. No, I can see what you said, but that's a hard one. That's a tough one. Because yeah, that's in the top five, too. Oh, no yeah. diggity. Oh, God, man. Like the way you work. Kid. That should have been a battle. God, dog. They doing everything the wrong way. <laughs> uh, so then, what was it? Was it last Sunday? Yeah, it was last Sunday. That's how I missed it. The uh, Fred Hammond and, and Brother Franklin. I love both of them. I grew up on them. Listen, Fred Hammond, Kurt Franklin. Um, I talked about I grew up in church earlier. Fred Hammond and Kurt Franklin are probably my two favorite gospel artists, period. Uh, follow behind, following behind them is Hezekiah Walker and John P. Key, who actually did a battle a few weeks ago. Uh, I did get to watch this. I started a little bit late. I started a little bit late on this one. Um, but man, let me tell you, now we're just talking about uh, freaking Erica Badu and Jill Scott just being healing for your soul. Mm-hmm. That was the best battle so far to me, in my opinion, other than Babyface and Teddy, uh, Teddy Riley. I, I got to say that Kirk and, and Frederick, as, as Kirk kept saying during the battle, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was probably the best one for me. Uh, first of all, they were both in the same studio. Like um, Beanie Man and um, Bounty Killers. They were in the same studio. Uh, they had T.D. Jakes come and speak in, in, during it. Um, they called Ahmad Arbery's mother in the oh, middle of the battle. So in the midst of all this that's going on in the world right now, in the midst of everything that's going on in the country, you, you have two of the greatest gospel artists of all time. And they, they called her just to, to, to encourage her and let them know that they're praying for her. And, man, like I said, I grew up on this, and I love Kirk. I love Fred. Um, my mom used to call Fred Hammond her husband. She was in love with Fred Hammond. And um, maybe I got a little emotional because I was thinking about my mom, but I, I, I love Fred Hammond too. But I could just see her just loving this battle. It was great. It was fantastic. It wasn't even a battle. I couldn't pick a winner because they was having so much fun. But how can you pick a winner with gospel? It's the same message, you know. Like, how can you? Uh, you can you can pick a winner. There's some people like I they just don't make great gospel. But, but, but I, I, yeah, I definitely grew up on Fred Hammond and Kurt Franklin, especially that Radical for Christ album for Fred Hammond. That changed oh, my yeah. life. Oh, that is my album. Oh, that yeah. double yes, God. Um, but that's the thing with Kurt and 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 Fred are very similar, and I don't they think are. Kurt. Without Fred Hammond, True. personally, Fred Hammond is a little bit early in the curve, but I don't think Kirk said Fred because they were always kind of that. Uh, Fred Hammond is a Detroit dude. You know he's a Detroit dude. You can even hear it in his gospel message. He's a, a Detroit dude. You know what I'm saying? And then okay. I heard somebody say Kirk Franklin don't even sing how he in the better if you don't sit your ass down. So <laughs> I saw that person like, "What you mean, Kirk Franklin? If you don't sit down somewhere, Kirk, Kirk Franklin, Franklin God." Is he's he's a genius though. He can pull you and me. Well, I know I got musical ability. Sometimes you can hold a note though, uh, Mike. Sometimes you can hold one. <laughs> and yeah. it wasn't. He'll give us a word to sing. It, 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 it'll be a it will be a fantastic song by the time he is finished with you. He can pull here's, anybody in there and make a fucking song, and it's gonna bang. Here's the thing though, Kirk. Uh, he's a performer. He is. He is a performer. 
when I remember I said I talked about Swiss being like a salesman and performer, that's Kurt. Kurt wasn't just selling his music, he was selling Fred Hammock's music. Yeah. And Fred Hammock is sick. Fred Hammock might have one of the best singing voices, period. I don't give a damn what genre it is. Fred Hammock can just flat out sing. I will do what he said he will do. Yes, God. And listen. <laughs> and mind you, this man was on probably an iPad somewhere singing in that studio. And his vocal still came across crisp. Clean, like he was hitting the notes. Fred Hammock and flat out sing. Yeah, he can. And then as far as like songwriting, these two might be the best. Two of the best yeah, songs songwriters of all time. Of all time, period. And I mean, they didn't just write for themselves. They wrote for each other. They wrote for Marvin Sapp. They wrote for other people. Like Whitney Houston, they 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 made some of the greatest songs, gospel songs. Period. It was a great battle. I mean, I was almost. In tears because I was just having a blast. I was having a great time. I started okay, thinking, after I get off of this, after we're done, I'm definitely going to definitely watch uh, that. I know somebody yeah, got it on YouTube. It is it is food for the soul. Um, Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond, man, it was a good one. It was a good one. Um, even if you're not a, a spiritual person, if you just need uplifting and you just want to know it's going to be okay, man, listen, these two these two men. Uh, Definitely did that. They, they. I, I have this up there. This might be the best battle. Period. I know it wasn't. It didn't feel like a battle. It felt like church. It felt like church. It felt like they were there in the midst of everything that was going on. There was protests and rioting, and there was so much hurt and pain. And for that, you know, two hours, three hours, however long it was. I mean, I didn't even think about it. I did not think about it. I was, I was about to. I was just enjoying it because one, like I said, Frederick. Uh, Fred Hammock and Zing. Kurt Fling is a dang fool. <laughs> yeah, like, I, want, I, I love both of them. Listen, man, listen, hold up. Sometimes you forget. You forget some of these songs that uh, these guys have. I have persuaded Fred Hammock. He's able, Kurt Franklin. With the Spirit of the Lord by uh, Fred Hammond. Awesome God, Fred Hammond. He reigns by Kurt Franklin. Come, man, listen. Uh, more than I can bear, God's property in, in uh, Kurt Franklin, King of Glory. Um, never would have made it, Marvin Sapp. Come on now, glory to glory, glory to glory, glory to glory to God. Don't get me started now. <laughs> Listen, uh, hold on, I'm, I'm gonna get you started. Now behold the Lamb, the precious Lamb of God. Born into sin so I may live again. The precious Lamb of God. Oh, God, Lord, have mercy. Church! Oh, hold on, I got you. Hold on. I'm about to hold on, pause that. Play the dang song. Oh. That is my favorite Kurt Franklin song. Listen, if you don't hear this one, we'll get to your feet. Every tear from your eye. Ready? For the remedy. Hey, silver and gold, all things are working. Uh, listen, all things are working in. for me is my favorite Fred Hammond song. That song changed my life. Look, 
why oh, I, why we sing. Oh, yes, God. Yeah, That's it. Wait, I smile. You listen, man. Listen. And then Tamla Mann, who's part of uh, Kurt Franklin's family, has one of the best singing voices ever. And I didn't realize how damn funny she was until I saw her on all those. Uh, um, her and her husband, because they've been so wrong. David Mann is crazy. Listen, if you didn't have a chance to watch that, whether you not whether you like gospel or not, it was a great battle. Um, I enjoyed it. It might be something to go back to one of these days because, uh, yeah, when you're feeling down, this 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 is it. That's the one. That might that be up there with. Uh, I know. With I know they created the, the playlist on Title and Spotify. Yeah, it's on Spotify. I have it up on Spotify right now. Um, but yeah, man, it was just it it, it came at the right time. Um, I think. This one and the one with Erica Badu and Jill Scott. Yeah, probably, they were very, very healing. It, it it spoke to when you think about why would they do a you know a versus thing. I think those two is kind of the ones that that really hit home, and they came at the right times. Um, you know, we, they started this during the COVID nineteen uh, quarantine thing, and then you, you it was fun with all the the rapping R and B, and then uh, Jill Scott and Erica Badu. It was just it was just all all black women love right there. It was, it was, it was beautiful. It was wonderful. They were just complimenting each other. It was a good time. And then for this one to be the last one recently with uh, Kirk and Fred Hammond, man, it, it was, the timing was perfect. It was so perfect. And I know I, we went on kind of a, I don't want to say rant because it needed to be said. Um, we started this off on a very serious note. Um, but that came during the right time. And this is why I wanted to do podcasts about music because music, it, it, it can heal the soul. And for me, man, that, that battle, that battle healed the soul. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for this episode, yo. I mean, we, we, that's we, all I got too. I think we, 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 we lighten up the load. It was heavy at first. Now we happy right now. <laughs> I feel good. Like I said, I, I do these because one, I love music. I love talking to you. You're a pain in my ass sometimes. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, like I said, it's therapy for me, man. And to sit here and we just, you know, get that off our chest and we got to talk about some fun stuff. We got to talk about some serious shit, man. Um, I just want to say this because I, I don't want to end this and uh, I want to end this in a positive note. Uh, we here at, at Bar, Bars, Rhythm, and Beats, we love y'all out there, man. We really do. Um, to everybody out there protesting, to everybody out there fighting a the good fight, keep doing it. Keep doing it. You have our support. We love y'all. We're going to protest, and we're going to keep fighting our way, whether it's on this platform or whatever platform we have out there. Um, and to those who are allies out there. Yes, we you. love y'all. Thank you. We love you. Keep doing what you're doing. And, man, if you listen to this and you're not sure how you should help or what you can do or how you feel about it, you know who you can reach out to. You know who you can talk to. Um, hell, if you can get a hold of me, hit me up. I'll talk to you. I might not give you the answer you want to hear, but man, I'm gonna try to lead you in the right direction. Uh, we are at a we're at a, a very pivotal point, I think, in this country's history <clears throat> and uh, in our future. And I, for one, feel like I'm definitely on the right side of it, and I'm gonna continue to to in my own way fight and. Uh, push for change and, and equity and um man 
just to all y'all out there in the struggle, I feel y'all. I love y'all. I'm not. I'm not unaffected by this. Rocky's not unaffected by this. Our family's not unaffected by this. This is real shit, and we just want to put that out there. And um, we'll be back again uh, soon. Uh, but bottom line is this: I'm gonna leave y'all with love. I love y'all. Period. In the story, I love I don't- everyone who loves us. And who's for the movement and for change to happen in America? It, it's a it's a everyone it's a everyone effort is what I'm trying to say. Um, thank you guys for always listening to us. <laughs> yes, definitely. Thank you for that. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, I think we said what we needed to say. Without ruffling any feathers, it wasn't a bias. And if we did, fuck your feathers. Uh, without <laughs> it, it's not really biased. Honestly, when you can't, when if you're not black, you would never understand. That's that's the whole point. Um. So yeah. God bless y'all. Thank you for tuning in to bars, rhythms, and beats. We out. Peace, love. <laughs>